Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 194. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh... <laughs> he says, looking around confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm just watching what the dog's doing always. He's got his, <laughs> he grabbed his squeaky toy again, I'm sure. <laughs> what a nuisance. It's, he hears my voice and he wants the squeaky he's, toy. He's bothering my house guest. <laughs> you have Dobby the house elf is with you? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't given them a sock yet, so they can't leave. All right. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good. Doing it good. doesn't matter with your Rudy Boo Candy ass. Yeah, it was coming. Never won't, never won't not fall for it, Eric, you dumb bitch. It's uh, not falling for it. It's the introduction, it, and every whoa, once in a while, Eric, it decides whoa. to interrupt me. I was just joking, man. Whoa, calm down. <laughs> My bad. I'll keep the tone down. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it quiet from here on out. <laughs> all right, all right. How are you actually doing this evening, Eric? I'm doing good, bro. All right, bet Eric is doing good. For those of you uh, taking notes at home. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the NFL Draft, the 2023 edition. Uh, what city is it from this year? Kansas right. City. Uh, you may be correct. Can you double check that, sir? What, what is what? Uh, what? Where is the draft wow. hailing from this year? Then we'll give you the head-to-head update, which we conspicuously forget all the time. I blame Nevada Putnam, Putnam the executive producer. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, pop culture pick'em returns. Top five things that are funny when they happen to someone else. And, uh, the draft uh, is in Kansas City, by the way. It is in Kansas City? Okay. Mm-hmm. On the head-to-head, it is Nick, Jermaine, Eric. That is the order we will be proceeding in. Yeah, but before we get into that, I actually have a few questions for you, gentlemen. So, have you ever heard of the Isle of Man TT? Yes. Is it not the most insane thing you've ever? What's ever... what's what's? And I, okay, I, I'm not gonna say the stat because I feel like it's gonna ruin your. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take away your thunder here. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Apparently, two people a year die at this race. It's three on average. Oh. <laughs> Bro, it's three people a year on average, right? It's and a so, motorcycle race, right? So what it is is on the Isle of Man. It's a third. I believe it's a 13-mile race. Eric, can you uh, look this up for me real quick? Isle, Isle of Man TT, just double-check for me. A 13-mile race that typically takes about 27 minutes to complete. But they are riding through the city of of this aisle. It, you know, city might be generous. I don't know how they, how they gender it or label it or whatever. Town. But... Bro, I was watching videos on YouTube for like two hours. For, I just got that. <laughs> for, for two hours. And I could not peel my eyes away from it. So what happened was I listened to this dude that covered the Isle of Man TT. He went and wrote articles and, and all this other stuff. And he spoke to how he could no longer do it because he started to get to know these people and their families. And he'd be sitting near the wife of one of the dudes that he just got the report is axed is dead from this. And I wanted to ask you gentlemen, what would it take you to compete in this race? Or would you ever compete in this race? McDonald's franchise, 25,000 in the McDonald's franchise. 
It's my price that's, for everything. That's the price. That's the JC special price point for sucking a dick, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, Eric, and you? Uh, so it's a it's a thirty seven it's a thirty seven point seventy three mile uh, big uh, course. That's um, actually a two week event. The first week is all practice and qualifying. The second week is practice racing, or the for the first half of the second week is practice racing. And then they finally have race day on Saturday, June 10th, um, which two or three people will lose their lives that day. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So I am an adrenaline junkie. I have a very addictive personality. If I really like something, I go all in. <clears throat> I don't think it would take me much to do this race. Uh, what, what is it for? Is it just you, – you just like – you just ride it if you're a competitive like – That's how they figure out who the mayor of Isle of Man is. <laughs> okay, who, who runs the <laughs> island for a year? You imagine you'd have the most efficient island ever, bro. <laughs> or like the worst because he'd be like, all right, let's do – let us let me run this. He's like, like let's build way. ramps everywhere so I can yeah, fucking take these six jumps. Sick, sick jumps, bro. Uh, Eric, is there a prize prize pot? I never really like looked into that. Specifically. The winner gets eighteen thousand euros. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, they're doing this for eighteen thousand euros, dude. These guys are certifiably in fucking. Bro, sick. I could suck a dick for that much money. <laughs> this guy named Joey Dunlop has won twenty six times. Yo, that man needs to buy a lottery ticket. Oh my goodness. He has survived the race 26 different times. Well, he's won. Oh, that's just how many times he's won. What about how many times he's lost? Holy shit. That's crazy. I just, so I know that uh, I just wanted to bring in an obscure sport. So we cover sports here, but I I learned about this and I was like, yo, this needs to be broadcast worldwide. Like, this needs exclusive television rights. Like, Red Bull needs to get so there, increase the pot. Well, there right? is. Well, I guess not anymore. But there is a, there's a TV show that's, I guess, that it's a UK TV show that ran for 12 seasons that they covered. Exclu- it was a documentary every single year on the Isle of Man TT. Starting in 2009, the last episode was 2021. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's a document. I wonder if they cover everything about the like the Isle of Man. They got oh, to, you, right? You think they show they show like the crashes? Have you, you know seen how, you know, the crashes? You know how ESPN? Yeah, dude, I spent two hours watching. Of course, I watched the crashes. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, you know how ESPN loves to give you every angle of the replay. Like, send that reel to the group. I think you did. I, I saw it in a group chat. So oh, it's it like, cool. oh man, this is horrendous. <laughs> It's the worst thing I've ever seen. This angle, this angle, angle. that angle. Check out this new floor cam we've installed. (laughs) We have this new underfloor cam, which shows you exactly where his bones snap. All right. So a little back. uh, So that guy, Joey Dunlop, that I told you about that 126 times. um, He has the biggest dick on planet Earth, right? No, he, (laughs) uh, so he actually started. Eric already searched that. (laughs) He already. Joey Dunlop, biggest dick on Earth. He answered it so quickly. Look at him. Yeah, he uses his dick as a kickstand. Anyway, uh, no, so he started racing in 76, and he died in 2000 in Estonia, or Estonia, and he crashed his bike, 125cc race, he crashed it into a tree and died. In Estonia? What a bitch. Yeah, but he he won two races at different levels before he went. He wasn't supposed to race at the 125cc. He decided to do it. 
and that's the one that killed him. Bro, Estonia has some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. You think that's why he was doing it? Of course, he's like, check out what I could do on this one twenty five cc, bro. And then he, and then he, and then he, he retracted his dick kickstand dick, and then proceeded to die. <laughs> yeah, that's you never retract your kickstand dick. Everybody knows that. Uh, all right, no, you said he was he died in two thousand, right? Uh-huh. He also won. Imagine you know how winning the treble and and Premier League is is dope. They call it a hat trick in soccer or in motorcycle racing, and he actually won three hat tricks uh, in his career. Where there's like three main events that you win, and he won it three times the hat trick that year or in the same year. When he huh. died, dude, he was racing in Estonia at 48 years old. Yeah, I think after 45, you probably should have hung it up, dog. No. <laughs> Yo, the tip of the cap. All take, right, take second question. Second question for you guys on this impromptu communion with JC. Uh, if your mother or your favorite relative, if Good. you don't, if you don't love your mother, yeah. was was murdered, and you saw the man or you know the dude who killed them, would you I'd shake his hand? <laughs> would you uh, kill them? And you knew who it was. You knew who it was. Yes. So I saw I saw this story recently about a man whose mother, uh, I think she was. Um, like 43 killed by a 38 year old 38 year old man he found the man and murdered him and then was taken into custody and i was he just like trouble. yeah because he i mean murder is murder right moida <laughs> so uh yeah so i it brought up an interesting question of morality right like how would you approach that situation let's say in your case nick right someone killed uh your daughter if somebody kills Nevada's mom, I'm going after her. I'm going after her killer. Okay. No, no, you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about what Nevada's mom would want for you. You're not thinking about any of that. It's just, it's going down. Yeah. Somebody, somebody goes, somebody kills my daughter. That's, that's instant death. That one, see, that one, well, well, that one's that's, fact. I already know that one. That's, that's, like, that's, that's not instant death. That's death played out over. It's a. It's. I'm what's researching his, some. I'm researching some torture techniques. I'm going in there with like the bamboo under the fingernails. Like you're not dying yet. It's Eli Roth's hostel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah, and so oh, that. God. So that's why I wanted it to be like a, a, a an older relative or something like that. But if so, Nevada's mom, if she was taken out, taken out, you would, you were, you, you're sacrificing oh, dude, the rest of your life, dude. It's, dude. It's, a, it's a buddy cop movie between Nevada and I. It's, right. it's it's a race between Nevada and I to see who can get to that dude first. And you, Eric? I would stalk him, find his family, kidnap everybody. He would watch me kill all his family members, and then I would execute him. If it's my mom. If it's my mom, that's what's going down. If it's somebody else, probably not. But if it's my mom, that's what's happening. I would execute all his family, all his loved ones in front of him, and he would sit there and pity and just disgust and be sad. And then I would let him marinate in it for a couple of days. And then I would slowly like probably peel his skin off and then cut his head off at some point. So even if it, that's not going to bring your mother back, you know, don't that, give right? a shit. And it's going it's, it's to ruin the rest. An of eye for Eric's <laughs> taking nine <laughs> eyes for two eyes. <laughs> it's going to ruin the rest of your life. I, I, I wouldn't get caught. Like I, there's no way I'd get caught. Yeah. You would get some respect in prison. You know how many times you've been caught, Eric? 
for all kinds of dumb <laughs> no, shit. Dude. No, he wouldn't be caught, dude. Remember the tripping story? He's not going to be caught. Even he was. Co- that is literally the definition of being caught. And released, baby. Yo, I. But wouldn't that gain you some respect in prison, right? Because like obviously there's the there's the crime. I don't think anyone would fuck with you. Yeah, I don't think anybody would fuck with you. That's for sure. To be honest, though, if if you came into prison and people were like, "Yo, somebody fucked with his family member and he murdered their entire family and then skinned him alive," nobody would go near Eric. He would just have to get a neck tattoo and he'd be good. Nah, just grow out the neck beard, dog. That's right. <laughs> I don't want that to be a portrayal of who I am. That's if it happened to my mother. Like if somebody yeah, killed—that's exactly who you are, though. <laughs> that portrayal was exactly on. You didn't even. You didn't even pause. You didn't. You just went like no hesitation. I'm murdering the entire fam. You sounded like a uh, Jackie Moon in Semi Pro. <laughs> Fuck you! I will burn your house down. <laughs> I don't. I, she didn't go to heaven, Jackie. I don't know. Like my mom's, my mom's my rock, dude. Like that's my, that's like the one lady in my life that I'll always. No, be. that's why I'm asking this question. Honestly, yeah. like so, it's just a very interesting question. And I probably wouldn't go to jail mom. to be. I probably wouldn't go to jail either, to be honest. Like I, I wouldn't, I would never shoot like a, like I wouldn't get in a shootout with the cops or anything because those guys are putting their lives on the line. But I wouldn't go to jail. I'd either off myself or escape somehow. But I'm not going to jail. Yeah, I mean that that. I don't know, man. I just thought it was. A, I thought it was fascinating because it's like, man, you really can't blame the dude. But also at the same time, like if I called my mom right now, uh-huh. and I was just like, "Hey, mom, if someone killed you, would you want me to take revenge?" Yeah, she'd say. The she'd mom. say hell no, because my mom is. She's already not here. She wants the best for you, <laughs> right? Right. So your life in I, I'm a fucking mama's boy. You know what I would do? I would track this man down, and then I'd find a hitman. And I'd well, have that to... always gets traced back to you. Somehow. Oh hell no, no it will not. Hey Jermaine, I'll do it for you if if anything happens to your mom. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, so you just said it was just your mom. Like, I'll kidnap his family. But a but a, I'll murder them but in a, front of. Them. Essentially, your mom is like you know she's close up to the top of that list of, of ladies that were important in my life when I was young. So you know what? Let's stop talking about this. He can have my mom, and we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last question. I'm gonna share something to the screen. I just wanna I just wanna see your guys's choices on this this is a, a a little preview of the rabbit hole ladies and gentlemen all right dude oh. you got to keep one legend from each row oh, who wants to go who legend. wants to go first <laughs> dude, oh, nobody wow. wants wait, to go so, first. Wait, so that's that's good hulk right that's so that's hulk, hulk hogan hulkamania style that's stone cold steve austin uh Three, I just whooped your ass. Uh, that's Ric Flair, the NWA World's uh-huh. Heavyweight Champion. You got right. Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, right. uh, a boyhood dream realized. You have the Ultimate Warrior when he wins the Intercontinental Championship and the WWF Championship. You have Bret the Hitman Hart, aka the best there ever was, the best there ever is, the best there ever was, and the best there ever will be. You have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You have. Macho man, Randy Savage, and the fucking Undertaker. I think I'm going. Oh, so, oh, from each row. So I'm from top row. I'm I'm getting Hulkamania. Mm, I think I'm gonna go Shawn Michaels from the second row. And I'm I'm taking the Undertaker. I, I mean, the Undertaker is my story. The Undertaker is my WWE story. So I gotta keep him. <laughs> All right, so you got Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. Who are you taking, Eric? 
so as somebody who uh, just recently got into wrestling and has been immersed in this for a couple weeks now, I'm just taking the right side of the, of the, of the screen. I'm taking Flair, I'm taking Brett, and I'm taking The Undertaker. I would take The Rock, but he's a pussy, he's crossed over, and he's, he's everywhere. I could, less of him, more of The Undertaker. Okay, so when we meet The Rock, I need you to call him a pussy. <laughs> I'll do it, because if he does anything to me, that's a paycheck and a bank and a trip to fucking Greece. Actually, that's all a yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric, and your spine is going to shatter in 40 different ways. And you're going to be like, nah, dude, I go tough, baby. He's going to be like Batman when he fights Bane. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Dude, so so this you know what's really really funny about this right here is three of my all time favorite wrestlers are in the middle row, mm. and it's just like, hey, fuck you, let me just take the three that I want. Those are my guys. The Ultimate Warrior was me as a kid. I was always running around shaking stuff like I was shaking the rope, like the Ultimate Warrior. Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time. There is no question. Shawn Michaels is so good, he retired Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels is so good, he was retired by The Undertaker. <laughs> That's how good Shawn Michaels is. And Bret the Hitman Hart had such a tragic story that he arguably would have been the greatest ever. He just got fucked every which way. And, and his entire family's story is just tragic. His heart exploded or he od no, he got kicked by uh, Goldberg and, uh, like, essentially not paralyzed, but, like, he broke he his was, back and could never was, wrestle again. He was three of three of that, like, four of – there was four of them, and three of them, one died from the falling from the roof. The, the Heart Foundation. Yeah, the, the other one got kicked, and then the other one got permanently injured, too, out of the four main ones. Uh, what's his name? So, so Owen Hart was uh you used to get dropped down to the ring by suspension he was the blue blazer he was killed uh he he fell from that suspension and dropped his and his head hit the turnbuckle and post and he died yeah uh jim the anvil needhart died as well prematurely i'm not exactly sure what killed jim if it was if it was drugs or if it was overdose or some tragic accident and then british bulldog davy boy smith also passed away who was part of the heart foundation he married in, right? Yeah, he married in to okay. the, to the Hart Foundation. Yeah, because he's he's British. <laughs> and then uh, so these those were all the other dudes are Canadian. And then Bret Hart got kicked by Goldberg in WCW, who who he said was an unsafe wrestler. He got kicked by Goldberg, and it ended his career because Goldberg legitimately super kicked hit the fuck out of his head. And uh, yeah, dude, it's a real fucking tragic story. So that, that's but. That's neither here nor there. I'm going to pick from this list, right? I'm going to take uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to take Shawn Michaels, who's my favorite wrestler of all time. And I'm going to take The Undertaker. I love how... You know, it, what's so funny is that The Undertaker might have the least amount of world championship reigns from this entire list. But everyone loves The Undertaker. There's not one... that He might be the most beloved wrestler of all time. And that's that's just bad. That's just a bad rock. Like that's I that's that rock. I didn't like that rock. No, no. I mean, you get it's the rock though. Like it's not saying you get that version of the rock. But that's the rock that that got him over. That's the rock that did the Rudy Poo candy ass. Like, if you smell la la la, what your name is cooking? All right, that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into pop culture pick. Eric, t- set us off. All right, so today's pop culture pick is top five things that are hilarious when they happen to somebody else. 
Uh, first pick is going to be Nick. Uh, then we're going to have Jermaine, and then I'll finish off uh, with the third pick. So, Nick, go ahead and start us off, brother. All right, first pick. Top five things are funny when they happen to somebody else. Fender benders, dude. Hilarious. The I'm not small ones. Serious, I'm, not taking, I'm not talking serious car crash. I'm not talking, like, damage to anybody's car. Whenever you see somebody, like, there's a car accident on the other side of the road and people are rubbernecking and they're looking and they're looking and they're looking and they don't stop and they just hit the car in front. Hilarious. <laughs> I was in the car once with my dad when he did it. I still joke with him about that. It was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Because the cop was well, – the cop was at the accident at another fender bender, heard my dad get in a car accident and just looked over and goes – and his shoulders just sank. He walked over and just knocked on my dad's window and went, pull to the side of the road. I'll be with you in a second. And I was like <laughs> crying tears. Seven o'clock in the morning, going to high school, crying. Because it was so funny. Uh, dude, that's a pretty good one. I'm going to go with uh, falling. <laughs> that's good. So for those of you who haven't seen the live photo of Nick uh no. holding on holding on oh. to a vine oh my There's god that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> that's the greatest thing i've ever seen <laughs> I you're gonna talk about the hanky fall no bro that, oh that, my that, god yeah, dude. bro i forgot fly off his head the fucking beer shoots out of the can uh, just hilarious Oh my god, dude! You climbing the vine is hysterical. You fall. The only reason we don't talk about the hanky fall as much is we don't have photographic or video evidence. I might, I might have to hit up Hanky and see if he has some. Uh, I think his girl was. Filming. I, that's why I think his girl was fil filming. The best part is, is you talked all this shit about racing and how you could win and blah blah blah, and then you said you didn't have the right shoes, so you took the shoes off, and then proceeded to eat shit. I could not believe it. You raced again, and you were falling that race as well. You somehow kept your balance this time. Dude, first of all, yeah. Anytime. Let's just put Nick falling. <laughs> all right, Eric's your pick. Uh, so I would say my first pick, um, I would say when, when you get too drunk or too high. Oh, damn it. Are you gonna take that, Nick? That's a good pick. That was gonna be my. That was yeah. gonna be my very next it's, pick. Next I just pick. love, especially like when somebody like hasn't eaten edibles before and they eat one that's like hundred milligrams, and then you see that look in their face and they're questioning life, and you're just like, "Been there, brother." I know. Bro, we had this conversation already. <laughs> you know exactly what conversation I, I won't repeat it on air, but you know what I forgot how to breathe. <laughs> Nobody taught me how to breathe. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Right. And then so with stupid. with my second pick, I'm gonna go with. And I sometimes I feel bad depending on the situation, but I love laughing at when dudes get rejected. God damn it, Eric! Oh, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think rejection's funny, but I could see how it would be. I actually, I'm gonna take the opposite. I'm taking city boyed. When a when a girl tries to be super disrespectful and she's like completely out of pocket and she's just in her feelings, so she says some fucked up shit to this person, and then that that dude responds with just something so gangster, or like a girl leans in to kiss the dude and the dude turns his head, like 
what the fuck? No, no, thank you. That shit always cracks me up. I'm going with City Boy. That's a good one. Uh, all right, next two. This may be too close to, to Eric's Too Drunk, Too High, but I think it's hilarious whenever somebody else throws up. <laughs> That's like not throwing up of any kind is hilarious. That's not that close. And yes, it is right. still funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, is, it is hilarious to me when you are with your friends or just watching it on TV and somebody commits a sports blooper. Sports bloopers to you are the worst thing ever. Sports bloopers to other people are hilarious. Yeah. Atlanta just tied the game. I know they did. Uh, I'm going to go with shit yourself. (laughs) Shit yourself. I had an episode today. Chipotle's fault. We won't get into it. But yeah, shit yourself. I didn't actually shit myself, but it was was worse than shitting yourself. (laughs) It was a 30-minute cleanup job. Oh boy! All right, it's on to you, Eric. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I find this so funny. It's usually because of how humans react to it. But seeing other people get like leg cramps, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. People fall over. Oh my leg! It's just fucking hilarious. Um, people, people fall over. Dude, I've seen some pretty bad cramps. Like I saw a guy almost drown in the pool because his toe cramped up, and he like went under. His toe. Himself. Don't be. Yeah, a he bitch. said his toe was cramping up. Okay, look, uh, I'm. I understand cramps can be painful, but when it's your toe, swim, fucking bum. The he's fuck? A, he's a, <laughs> you just forget your body works. <laughs> the fuck is going on there, bro? Uh, and then with my fourth pick, um, I've never had it happen. I can imagine I would be hella embarrassed if it did. But seeing people get pooped on by birds, <laughs> bro, that's that's pretty funny. That's Damn, funny. Yeah. I love when it's like. Like, like an old dude who's like really grumpy, and then it happens to him at the zoo with his grandkids, and he's all—it's just fucking hilarious to me. He can't curse though because he's with his grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> when a when a dog or baby gets scared, like when they look in a mirror and they scare themselves, or they're like not paying attention and they look up, they're like, "Oh." <laughs> no, I I do that sometimes. Like if Bro. I'm not paying attention. There was this video of my nephew. He's like sitting in his crib. He's just fucking chilling, looking at one of the many thousand stuffed animals all around him. And uh, one of my brother's dogs is going fucking bananas, running back and forth. And he's like spinning in circles on the on the bed because he's got zoomies and then sprints out and then sprints right back. And when the dog leaves, he stops paying attention. And when the dog comes back, he like looks back and goes, Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dog, you just saw it. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. My my last two picks. Uh, when one of your homies comes to you after failing a test, like when he's the only homie in the friend group to like fail a test, that's pretty funny. Okay. Um, oh, man. I got, I got, I got one and I got not. Okay. So my, my last one, I'm going to go with. When anybody is getting from a distance, you see them either getting chased by a bee or walk into a spider web. Bro, when everyone turns into that ninja with the spider web, dog, especially because you don't think that's not your first inclination, right? So somebody is just like, yo, that dude is like mentally ill. And then oh. you realize, like, he... from a distance, though, because when you're right beside him, you can like see, like, you bang Yeah, of but, course. Like, 
a hundred so, feet away if you see somebody like a bee come up to him. So, Nick, I've broken I've broken my ankle three times, right? My right ankle three times. One in one in soccer. One I was trying to drop a dirt bike off of a little like ramp that we had made. Both perfectly That's, reasonable. The soccer may be less reasonable, but okay. The third time. I fucking turned the corner and my dad had this wall of rose bushes and this fucking giant black bee fucking came at me and like I was like 10 years old. Why does it gotta old. be a black bee, Eric? No, because it was one, dog. I, I'm not racially profiling a bee, but fucking I'm running. You should and my be. dad and then my dad so, gets so scared about I'm not my, doing that, man. My dad fucking was watering uh was watering the grass with the old school sprinkler systems. And the concrete, or the he had tile in the front yard, and I fucking hit the corner running from this bee, shattered my ankle, bro. Fucked it up. I was cast for like six months, all because I was scared of a bee that apparently my dad says it like flew towards me for like a second and it went the other direction. How annoyed was Papa Wash about having to take you to the ER for the shattered ankle? Papa Wash said, Get up, walk it off. I was like, Dad, I can't. He's like, walk it off. I was like, Dad, I can't. He's like, I'm gonna break the other one if you don't get up. I was like, All right, well, I see the dog. Trey Young just hit a wedgie up one. Oh, dude. That's oh, crazy. What's, what's a wedgie? Uh, when the ball gets stuck between the backboard and the rim in that little oh, corner. Uh, sorry, I couldn't mean to cut you off, but I know there's there's some high stakes for everyone involved on this. <laughs> Would you to walk it off? Yeah. I mean, that's just how my dad is. You know, he's old school, crazy dude. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the end of that story. That's just how I shattered my ankle. Fucking running from a bee. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going with. Um, man, I'm curious. Oh my god, Atlanta off the tip. You really gonna do that? That's bad. All right, so I'm gonna go with whenever your friend, whenever your friend volunteers to get hurt. Okay. So like, I I don't know. You got like a new BB gun. And your buddy's like, shoot it at me. Or you got a taser oh. and you're like, yo, try it on me. Oh. Or like you and your buddy are uh, dr- significantly drunk and you guys are convinced that one of you can help the other backflip. And instead he just lands like on his neck head area. Or uh, you guys are at a Tough mutter and you're walking down the streets of Richmond and you see this wall and you're all like, I could box jump that, but you're in flip-flops. And so you try to jump it and then you bust your toe open on the thing and it's just bleeding everywhere, but then you go to the bar out anyways. None of those are none of those are anecdotal. None of those are anecdotal. Those that's just happened since. Could have happened to anyone. <laughs> Who'd that happen to? Uh, me and my buddy Sean. That was us in fucking Richmond. Uh, we were getting drunk before a tough mutter. Damn. Oh, Atlanta's got a one point lead, boys. Oh boy. Twelve. Uh, oh, that's uh, a. F- okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna do a countdown for a game that nobody's. <laughs> that's ridiculous. All right. So Eric was feeling the tension. That's why he said we're not doing that. Because <laughs> nah, I, I need. He turned red. <laughs> no, I'm just red because I'm hot. I've been red all day. Anyway, I'll go with the last pick. Uh, it might be too close to one that I already picked, so you guys can shoot me down. But only because no. you're, you're an idiot if you didn't check first or at least have the conversation. But when dudes propose publicly and get denied. Like, I know I say guys get rejected, but, like, oh, if you're going to propose, at least the have the thing. fucking conversation with her first. That's, like you, That's brutal. You got to give us your honorable mention. Also, that's not funny, Eric. Fine. Just because you'll funny. never put yourself out. <laughs> that's brutal. That's dude. not funny. Bro, you don't just pop it up on somebody. It's something you have to... Uh, anyway, fine. Uh, when people fall on ice. Hilarious. 
<laughs> Bro, do when it's black eyes. No, so what I would do is put the proposal next to getting rejected. Because that's that's kind of the same thing. Just expound on that one. So you can have that one. And the, the fall on ice is also funny. Did propo- proposal rejections when it's on the jumbotrons at sports events. Those are funny. Because, bro, <laughs> you spent all that money. You plan- You took your time to plan it. But I don't I know. also laugh at dudes who, like, when they pan to them on TV and, like, he removes his arm from the girl. Like, he's not supposed to be with her there. That I'm like, you're an idiot. Funny. You're an idiot. You, you deserve to get caught and you deserve to get your nuts chopped off when you get home. Fuck. Like. What? Yeah. Eric, why Eric, why are there why is there such like violence coming out of me today? Cartel tactics out of you today. And he also acts like he wouldn't be the motherfucker on the Jumbotron moving his arm. Oh, I was gonna say something, but I need to rethink that because too there's too many people in this group that know too many things about me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You lied. You're been look, cheating, bro. Hey, Eric, can you can you scroll down real quick to top five worst things to happen to you on a first date or on a date or whatever? Scroll no, down real quick. No, 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 no. Uh, we're not scrolling down. Yeah, scroll down to it, Eric. <laughs> What'd uh, you have it on a date? Let's go to Eric's. Look, the, what was that? Spilled the beans about the sleep. sleep with <laughs> All right. Take your girl a, on the date while your team a, is playing, too. That's enough of that. All right, scroll back up, Eric. <laughs> Read us the list, and then if anyone has any honorable mentions, we'll get to that after. All right, so top five things that are funny when they happen to someone else. Uh, Nick had the first pick, Fender Bender. Uh, seeing other people throw up. Sports bloopers, when you're the only one to fail a test, uh, or you're the only homie in the group to fail a test. Uh, chased by a bee or running into a spider web. Uh, Jermaine had the second pick. He went with falling, uh, being city boyed. Um, for those of you that don't know what it's like when you check a girl or, or whatever, uh, shitting yourself, uh, a dog or baby scares themselves in a mirror, and then friend volunteers to get hurt. I, I had a third pick. I went people that get too drunk or too high, dudes getting rejected or proposal rejections, uh, <laughs> people experiencing cramps, cold blooded, bro. Uh, people getting pooped on by birds and falling on ice, dude. Pooped on by birds. I've never seen that happen. I do not know how I'd react if I saw that happen. I don't know if I would laugh. I think I would be more astonished. I don't know what a large number of times is, but I've seen it like four times. I've seen it happen multiple times, and it's always been at a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that makes sense, though. Mine's been like out in public. Yo, I, maybe I have seen it. I'm just not recalling, but... uh. Dude, honestly, honorable mention, people of Walmart. Have you ever followed, like, those Reddit threads or, like, and it's just, like, the most outlandish shit? Oh, dude, what, running through glass, like, doors or screen doors that are closed? Oh, Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, running into a closed door is. Yeah. That's a good one. The Windex commercial, you remember the Windex commercial when the birds flew into the pitch? I've actually done that multiple times in my life, believe it or not. My honorable mention, I don't believe that, Eric, at all. My honorable mention is watching somebody talk a big game about spice and then oh. eat something that's too spicy. Love it. Oh, shit. What about talking a big game about 24 street tacos? Yo, that is also very funny. And then having to pay somebody else money for not eating 20, 24 street tacos. Okay. What if, those, what if some? What if sometimes I'm suing that company tacos, because you deconstructed the tacos. First of all, 
One, I think I have grounds to sue because you guys bring this up so much that it's like causing like mental health issues for me. Oh, the two, coming back. Two, two, they lied about being street tacos. Those were full grown, grown up tacos. Those oh, were not no. street tacos. Yeah, your toe, the gout's coming All right. Back. Three, I do have a medical condition called gout. If you guys aren't familiar with it, like a flare up in the, in the joint. And I had it and I had it because I ate too much beef. All right, from this fucking 24 taco challenge, which the lady lied to me to my face. She said they're street tacos. She bold face lied to me. And I had to eat. I ate twelve tacos and felt like I was on a TLC show called "How can How quickly can I get to six hundred pounds and flare my gout up?" Fucking ridiculous, dude. He's so mad. Dude. I'm mad because I know I could have eaten twenty four street tacos. I want to go to fucking Mexico right, one day right, and get then. real street tacos. Let's do right. it next time then. Let's go to El- let's let's do it. Let's go to El Gordo. Get that money back, bro. No, no, El Gordo. That they they. Oh, I could say no toppings. I could yeah. fuck up El Gordo tacos, 24 of them. Okay. Hey, those are street tacos, bro. Yeah, those are okay. street tacos. Hey, those qualify. Let's do it. Next time I'm in San Diego, let's let's do it. When is that going to be? I might be out of town. <laughs> hey! hey you, already, hey, you already bailed on the baseball, so it wouldn't surprise me. No, no, no. You're still going to peg me with Durant, the ball. Is that an Albuquerque Isotopes hat, by the yeah. way? Yes, sir. Jeez, good for you. Yes, it is. I have five uh, spring training fucking <laughs> – not spring training, but uh, fucking uh, – Minor league. Minor league, yeah. And uh, one of them is the El Paso Chihuahua. Shout out to hometown. Yeah. One of them is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Good one. Still because the best one. it's just a fire fucking logo. I have the Hartford Yard Goats. That's a good one. Rockies farm team. Okay. I have the Albuquerque Isotopes, and then I have the Las Vegas uh, Area Fifty Ones. Right? Area Fifty Ones. Yeah. Area Fifty Ones. Yeah. Uh, so one I'm, that you should. One that I think you should add to your collection: the New Orleans Baby Cakes, perhaps. I dude, it's such a creepy logo. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, you know what? I don't think I saw that one. The Jacksonville Jumbo. They used to be the Jacksonville Suns. They're now the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. The what Jesus Iron Christ. Pigs? The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Oh, shit. Is that from Ohio? I just kept going. Uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My sources, yeah. Yeah, it's unreliable. It's <laughs> the one unreli- who's actually from Pennsylvania. It's unreliable. There's parts of Pennsylvania no one claims. One of them, Pittsburgh. I feel like that was a dig at somebody over here, bro. 100% a dig at you. Yes, you got that 100% correct. Good hey, job, Eric. My... Oh, Atlanta. Hey. Let's go, Atlanta. Did they have force overtime or they win? They're, They're up winning. two with 1.8 left. But, hey, Boston has the Black Mamba, though. You got We got to watch out, dude. I also need Jason Tatum to score 25. You think that's going to happen? Does he have 25? Nope. <laughs> what does he have right now? Uh, that's a great question. Not 25. If you don't know uh, what he has, yeah, oh yeah, he's not scoring twenty five unless he hits this fucking uh, unless he channels his inner black bomba and forces overtime. Let's hope. Here's to helping. Absolutely. So shout out, shout out Atlanta for helping Philadelphia rest Embiid. Yes, sir. Uh, with that being said, Eric, will you share the room t- uh, the NFL draft twenty twenty three, Doc? Yes, sir. Appreciate you, big fella. So, without further ado, that wraps up our pop culture pick'em segment. Uh, yeah, this episode got a little winded. I decided to do an impromptu rabbit hole with the boys. Um, so, we're going to get into the actual NFL draft here. 
uh, how it's going to work. We have uh, obviously the draft order of the original team. We have the actual team picking in that spot, so we'll discuss the trade. Uh, and then we'll, we have the projected player based on pro football focus, and I believe the gentleman's name who wrote this is Arif Hassan. Uh, he wrote this on April 25th, 2023, which happens to be today. So uh, we'll discuss the pick that's projected there, and then we will ultimately settle on who we think uh, as a room is going to be selected there. And then, uh, you know, maybe we'll post our results uh, 10 at a time on the or on the on maybe eight at a time. So it divides better on the socials. Uh, without further ado, Eric, are you going to drive this? Um, I mean, yeah, I can lead us through it. So um, I'm going to – okay. So for the first pick this year, um, it's Carolina. The original pick was Chicago. Um, as you guys can see here, the top needs, QB, wide receiver, and edge. Um, did Chicago have the three pick, right? They or had no? the number nine pick. Number nine pick, yeah. So they swapped the number nine pick and some future picks to get the number one pick. And DJ um, Moore. Uh, oh, yeah, and DJ Moore. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and uh, projected player Bryce Young, but I'm sure we all firmly agree it's going to be Will Levis. Uh, one second, boys. Uh, Atlanta uh, just won the game. Let's go. All right. So uh, uh, Atlanta, has, Atlanta has forced a game six in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. One That's thing I've note, one thing learned from this this postseason about Atlanta is they are better when Trey Young and Dejounte Murray do not play together. Yeah, that's why that's why Young's out, dude. So Quinn Snyder should stagger their minutes, play them to open the game right when everyone's fresh, and then stagger their minutes together. Uh, I think this Atlanta team may be more dangerous. That's neither here nor there. Let's get back to the NFL draft. So. Bryce Young has long been rumored the projected number one overall pick, despite being just shy of 5'10", I believe. Um, and, you know, so now, uh, but there have been some recent reports. And, I'll, you know what, I'll turn it over to Nick. I don't want, I don't want it to be turned over to me. <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, I'm going to take it anyway. God I'm man. sure it's your team. You claim them. You All have right, a Jimmy so, Clausen jersey, or had so, R.I.P. the Jimmy Clausen jersey. Had, yeah, I, I don't know where that is, unfortunately. Um, all right, so so Jermaine kind of alluded it to it a little bit. Um, I'm trying to find Eric. Can you find uh, draft specials for me? Yeah, yeah. Drafting? What do you need? Just just find draft specials and, and post the link so I can take a look at it. Um, all right. So, uh, what was that? Three weeks ago. It was a it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty open race for quarterback with with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young being the two favorites, right? There was also mention of Anthony Richardson visiting the Panthers a lot and all that. Uh, in the middle of that third week, Bryce Young canceled all his remaining visits, and his odds to be drafted number one shot up to minus one thousand. Fast forward to today when a Reddit post comes out that says Will Levis is telling people that the Panthers are going to select him number one. And this Reddit poster is only posted twice in the last week, right? He, he created his account and posted. 
and his odds shot from 4,000 to plus 400. Because apparently Vegas thinks that this is a very credible source. I think they just don't want to be caught with their pants down. They're probably reducing. Yeah, the exa- they're they're reducing exposure is what I what it is. I hope to God they're reducing exposure. Because with all the quarterbacks on the board. Eric, this isn't draft odds. Okay. Um, with all the quarterbacks on the board, I just do not want. Just please, God. I don't want Will Levis. <laughs> Yo, but you've been saying that about Anthony Richardson. So fucking pick a lane. Who do you want? I don't care. I don't, but see, between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, I don't care. If they're high on Bryce Young and people think they're picking Bryce Young first overall, fine. I'll go with Bryce Young. If people think it's CJ Stroud, fine. I'll go with CJ Stroud. Can I can I interject here? No. Uh, I'm just real quick. So, as a fan, I understand nobody wants to experience a season where you're shitty, right? Because you have to sit through it and watch those terrible games. But is Will Anderson good enough to take him, tank, and then go get Caleb Williams next year? No. All right. Well, never mind. I, I, I was wondering if there was any prospect that was good enough to, to warrant that tank job. Because Carolina has the team this year to compete in the NFC South if they get a rookie quarterback. And also, here's the thing. If Carolina – naturally fell into the number one overall pick that strategy i would not shit on at all but what they traded plus dj Moore, i'm talking draft capital plus dj Moore to move up to number one you're not trading all that to take an edge rusher like that is absolute bananas there there is Edge rushers are very important. They're very impactful. Just like cornerbacks are very important and very impactful, just like O-linemen. But you are not mortgaging current and future to move up if you're not drafting a player who touches the football on every single offensive snap. That's what a quarterback does, right? That's why the quarterback is the most important. There may be one or two, depending on if your coach feels cheeky, if you have a Sean Payton or an Andy Reid or a fucking uh, – Or a Sirianni. But it very rarely is that. So if you have 80-something offensive snaps, your quarterback touches it 80 times. So you need a sound decision maker. And also you can't give up all that to take an edge rusher. Like that's fucking bananas. Because also – they're not going to have the first round pick next year. <laughs> that shit's out the door. So if you're they would have stayed at nine, Eric, I would have think I, I would have thought they would have done something like that: cornerback, wide receiver, edge rusher, some Carolina esque thing like that. You don't trade up to the number one pick to take Will Anderson. It just it just felt like such. One, this draft class isn't that strong in my opinion, and two. The quarterback class isn't that great. It just felt like such a reach for for guys that like. It's not like Trevor Lawrence or Caleb Williams. Like these guys have insane hype coming out of college. But hey, it's the yeah. Panthers. They they know what they're doing. I, I they get paid to do it. I don't, I don't so. think that's true. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. Panthers. They did. They were one part of your statement was true. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> There's a reason why pre-show Nick was ready to jump ship. Um. All right, Nick. All right. You know, I'll declare this on the podcast. The Panthers draft Will Levis. I'm a Saints fan next season. Woo! You put that in my lock. Lock it in. 
Add it to the log, Sarah. Add, Add it to the, the log. log. If they draft Will Levis, I'm I'm gonna take my Panther stuff. I'm gonna put it in a box. I don't see you moving down. to type, Eric. He is locking it in. Type, <laughs> right. type the lock in. Okay, I got it, dude. Yeah. All right. So Nick, gun to your head. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I've been hearing a lot of CJ Stroud bus talk, so I'll go Bryce Young. All right, very well. I, I, I don't I don't know if CJ Stroud has shot his has has blown his wad too early. So I'm gonna go Bryce Young. Okay. Awesome. Excellent. All right. So Bryce Young is the official room three oh three choice. Uh quarterback Alabama. Uh did he win the Heisman this year? Did he? Or who who won the Heisman this year? Oh, no, it was Caleb Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm high on him. <laughs> I wanted the Saints to take from him, but we have Derek he, Carr. He won it uh, last year, two years ago. Sorry. Oh, two years ago. All right. So that wraps up our Carolina pick. Uh, Eric and I aren't going to join in with that when we have a resident Carolina Panthers host. Bryce Young seems like a very good, safe, effective pick. And as a champion of Drew Brees is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in NFL history, I will stand here and tell you that size don't matter unless you're Kyler Murray. Uh, Bryce Young uh, very much feels like a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson type prospect. Now, those are high ceilings, right? Both Super Bowl winners, both probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but Bryce Young definitely has that sort of moxie. I feel like Bryce Young has intangibles. Uh, and that's kind of what you're looking for when you want someone to come in and head your team, especially if you're expecting the rookie quarterback to play right away. Right. Um Hopefully Carolina gets their head out of their ass and trades for DeAndre Hopkins. That way they have someone for him to throw the goddamn football to. But that's neither here nor there. Let's move on to pick number two. The Houston Texans are sitting there in a precarious position. They fucked themselves out of the first overall pick. And I think Lovey Smith did it on purpose because they were going to fire him. Um, and actually, sorry, go ahead, Eric. You, you want to drive it. Uh, so, yeah, everything you said, Houston had the chance at the first pick. They fucked it up. Um, they have the same exact needs as the Panthers, QB, wide receiver, and edge. Um, uh, this is their pick. They earned it. There was no trades involved. And projected by, you said pro football focus? Pro football focus, correct. By, by pro football focus is Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher, roll tide. How much, how much impact does Davis Mills play have on this team? Um. So, I mean, they benched Davis Mills last year, so they aren't thrilled with what they're getting from him. So, if C.J. Stroud is on the board, you're taking C.J. Stroud. Uh, so, everything I'm hearing is Houston desperately wants out of uh, at, wants out of this pick. Interesting. And so didn't, they, didn't they sign... Uh, Mariota? No, I thought they signed... Where did Baker Mayfield sign? Was that Tampa? They re-signed. Oh, yeah. He re yeah, Tampa. Yep. That's Baker. funny. Yeah, Davis Mills, Case Keenum, and EJ Perry are the quarterbacks for Houston right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think ahead, they're Eric. the I think they're the perfect candidates for what I what I talked about with the Carolina pick is, is you just get best player available, right? You just get the best player available. You're most likely going to end up right back here at the next year, and you go – you know, you go if you're if you know if if he lives up to the hype, if he has another great year, 
pretty sure Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick taken next year. And at least you have a chance at that. As to where no, there's question marks next to all these quarterbacks, some more than others, but I mean, take best available and then go get your quarterback next year when you know there's a, a fucking Trevor Lawrence type dude who's going to come in with real hype, real arm, real talent. Like, I don't know. That's, you know, that's just, that's just how I think. There, There's one thing I'm very, very confident in. I'm confident that C.J. Stroud will not be picked by the Houston Texans. So if Carolina does not take C.J. Stroud, I think Houston does not draft a quarterback. And I'm actually in favor of that strategy. I know Houston's going to get crushed. But if you're not sold on the quarterbacks, don't do it. Now, this pick is incredibly fascinating, purely because of the dichotomy of the division, right? There are three teams in this division who are desperate for a quarterback, right? Indianapolis Colts have tried Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. It has not worked. The Tennessee Titans are out on the Ryan Tannehill business. They don't think he's good, despite giving him no weapons and an offensive line that's not very good. Uh, That's one of the reasons why Derrick Henry suffered in his efficiency. Uh, And then you have the Houston Texans, who we just named. It's a veritable who's who of Nick Morehand should be starting at at quarterback for them. Um, But I'm in favor of tanking to get Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams is that good. I will go on the record and saying Caleb Williams is that good. I have been high on Caleb Williams for two straight years now. And I, you know, I, I've to the point where people are like, what do you see in him? I'm just like, dude, he just has it. I don't know how to explain it. And I'm actually going to echo the sentiments here. And I think Houston does not trade out of this pick. And we're not going to be doing trades here uh, on Room 303's draft. So we're going to keep the board as is uh, based on the projections of pro football. They also have some trades that go in here. We're just going to rock with their projected trades. But I'm going to submit Will Anderson Jr. as the pick. Now the second, the other possible pick they can make is Tyree Wilson, uh, edge out of Texas Tech who's more freaky on the athletic side, but not as polished as Will Anderson Jr. What I will say here is Will Anderson Jr. is not going to miss, right? That He is one of the safest picks in this year's draft. And if I'm picking this high, I want a 10 to 12-year starter at a minimum. And so I would recommend taking Will Anderson Jr. Now, anyone else have any other thoughts? Now, it's, it is interesting that in this situation, move down to three. Oh, wait, so who's who's the third pick right now? Is it, it is Tennessee? No, so Arizona is the third pick right now. On the pro football focus draft, Tennessee trades up to the number three pick. So that's, so, so that's what I was going to say, right? A, a trade candidate right now to look at either of these one or one or, you know, you know, two or three trade positions, right? Houston wants to move. Tennessee wants to move up. Houston probably isn't going to trade to a division rival. I would. Right? That's a dumb rule. Did you see what did, did Minnesota and Detroit did with Jamison Williams? Yeah. I, I honestly think if I'm trading back, I'm willing to let the other person come up if I don't think that player is that good. All right. But I, I would just say that's maybe something Tennessee could move into this spot. That's why, I br- yeah, that, that's why I had brought them up. Yeah. Do you think if, Tennessee if trades up? If C.J. Stroud goes off the board at two, expect Tennessee to trade up because they don't want to miss out on a quarterback. 
which is crazy. So you're saying if Houston takes C.J. Stroud at two, Tennessee will trade up? 100%, yeah. So you don't think Tennessee trades up 2-2? They could. I mean, they, they could definitely, like, question Houston. It's, it's, there will be a call to Houston by Tennessee. Yeah, so that's, that's why I brought it up because, look, Tennessee is sitting there and they're watching Houston potentially pass on the quarterbacks, right, which is great for them because they don't want them to have the quarterbacks. But then Indianapolis is at four. What if Houston takes Will Anderson and then Indianapolis trades up to three? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it, one thing I will say is that this draft is going to be crazy. I don't know where anyone's going to go. I feel like, and because the quarterback class isn't strong, we're going to have chaos. I would be curious to see if Houston and Tennessee pull off a trade. Yeah. If if Tennessee trades with Houston, who do you think they take? Are you agreeing with PFF saying they're taking CJ Stroud? Yeah. Okay. If CJ Stroud's on the board, they're they're taking CJ Stroud. If CJ Stroud's not, they're taking Anthony Richards. Oh, interesting. All right, so we're going to submit Will Anderson Jr. for Houston. Or do you think they're taking a quarterback? Uh, I don't think Houston's taking a quarterback. No, I think okay. I think like Eric said, best player available, or they're looking to move out of that spot. All right. So that takes us to pick three, Eric. All right. So pick three is Arizona. Uh, sorry, it was Arizona's traded to. No, did I get that wrong? Yeah. No, no. So it was originally Arizona's uh, through a trade. Tennessee owns it now. Uh, Tennessee's biggest needs: offensive line, wide receiver, and defensive back. It's kind of questionable. Um, and they are projected to take C.J. Stroud, QB, out of Ohio State. Yes. Yeah, best QB available. And we're convinced it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Man. I, mean, I, would, that, I, I, would just, I would just literally, yeah, I would just literally say best QB available, Eric. But, yeah, I mean, we, we pick C.J. Stroud right now. Well, yeah, he's, we need a pick. So, we're putting. He's, he's, he's still on the board. C.J. Stroud. Okay. That, it's just so. I think C.J. Stroud is good. What I don't know is I didn't interview the kid. Right. So. I wonder if that's what, what dropped him. What scared him off, yeah. Something scared somebody off to where we're, CJ Stroud is potentially an Aaron Rodgers-type freefall right now. And you know if you know if, if Carolina if, – if one GM knows it or one scouting staff knows it, it's like a big spy network. Everybody eventually knows it. 100%, bro. It's, it's a small league. Everyone came from some other team. <laughs> and so right. uh, CJ Stroud was submitted – um as our third overall pick we have tennessee moving up to three to take them arizona gets the drafts draft support they need they have holes everywhere um and they have moved down to 11 now by the way and they have players who don't want to be there anymore uh buda baker wants out deandre hopkins wants out kyler murray's out for the season uh arizona is not in a good place so i think them trading back is a fantastic move for them tennessee gets their quarterback of the future and now we're on to the fourth pick eric uh so indianapolis uh this is their pick um they have uh biggest needs qb cornerback and wide receiver uh projected anthony richardson Quarterback out of Florida whose stock skyrocketed after his what pro day, or was it pro day, or was it just Com- combine? combine and pro day? Yeah, yeah. Who's I 
Yeah, I don't know how he's skyrocketed so much, but the dude went from second, third round pick to being mentioned as the first pick at one point. So, no quarterback under Chris Ballard as the Colts GM has been under 6'4 or 220 pounds. How tall is Will Levis? Will Levis, 6'4, 229 pounds. Oh, so, so. Yeah, so here's what's very fascinating. So I remember talking to Nick sometime during the season or off season about how I loved Anthony Richardson as a sleeper for quarterback. A sleeper is not a top five pick, so I'm off the Anthony Richardson train. But if you could have gotten Anthony Richardson at the beginning of the second round, I thought he was an excellent developmental program. Pro, uh, prospects similar to how Eagles did Jalen Hurts, similar to how Jordan Love developed behind Aaron Rodgers. We'll speak on Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love here coming in a little bit. I do not think Anthony Richardson's the pick for for Indianapolis. I do think Indianapolis takes a quarterback. And <laughs> and I did not know Nick's little nugget of fact over there. I think it's Will Levis. Now and now Anthony Richardson, by the way, is six four two thirty one, but. Ooh, that ter- that throws a wrinkle. I thought you were saying that like he was small. No, uh, dude, I still think it's Will Levis. I think they, I think Indianapolis and Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay is crazy enough. So I submit Will Levis. Uh, what what say you, Nick? Yeah, I no, I totally agree with you. And Eric, you have do you have a opinion on this one? Um, no, I'll, I'll rock with you guys. All right, so we're we're taking Will Levis here. So that shockingly has three quarterbacks off the board already, and we're on to the fifth pick. Uh, so wait, fifth pick? Yeah, okay. So for the fifth pick, uh, it's just because it, it's funny because on the side it says six, but yeah, I just got confused for a second. Anyway, uh, with the fifth pick, um, Seattle uh, via Denver is picking fifth. They need edge, offensive line, and wide receiver. That was from the Russell Wilson trade, and they are projected to take who I think is probably one of the best players in this draft, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia. So Jalen Carter has the legal issues chasing mm-hmm. him right now. And that's that's one of the you know, that's one of the issues here. Um I think Jalen Carter is a is a terrific prospect. I mean, you just I'm I'm fairly certain he just won back-to-back uh, national titles. Maybe I'll have to Google it to double-check. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, Seattle has not invested in their front four in a very long time uh, to where it's kind of hampered them on defense. They they are, they don't, they have to, their defensive coordinator has to rely on scheme to create, you know, uh, ta- you know, sacks or pressures and and tackles for loss and and getting up the line of getting past the line of scrimmage, which you don't always want to rely on, especially when you play the great quarterbacks. I don't think I I don't think Seattle takes them. So I have a concern with Seattle because Seattle has two first round picks. Where I think Seattle takes the quarterback here, and they sit the quarterback behind Geno Smith. Interesting. So, as much as I think Jalen Carter is a home run pick here, uh, or or even Tyree Wilson, uh, you know the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, um, I am personally going to submit Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Uh, but you guys can uh, submit 
both submit Jalen Carter out outvote me, but that is that's where I think I don't know why I have this inkling that Seattle is going to take a quarterback. This is this is the Russell Wilson pick. You know what I mean? So they traded Russell Wilson, get this pick, draft their next Russell Wilson, and develop him behind Geno Smith. And if Geno Smith fails, which his ROC, his range of outcomes, could be failure, despite what we just saw, then there's no pressure, and Anthony Richardson comes in. I mean, I, I think what we have to, what we're going to consider these next few picks until we take his name off the board is do you choose best player available or do you choose Anthony Richardson, the quarterback? 100%. Who has been hyped up. You look at the, you look at the, the players that are listed in this, in these pro football focus projected players, Jalen Carter, Devon Witherspoon, uh, Christian Gonzalez, Tyree Wilson. I'll even throw another name in there. Nolan Smith, who's Georgia captain, who's not getting a lot of love from, from pro football focus. Yeah, right. he, they have him going uh, 19 to the Eagles. Right. I think that's far too low of a rating, right? I'll, I'll foreshadow a little bit. The bros from Georgia, he's Georgia's captain. Atlanta's picking eight and already picking an edge rusher, right? Why not keep the man in the state, right? But we're going to consider Anthony Richardson this entire time. I think that's fair. I don't think Seattle goes Anthony Richardson, though. Okay. I think they do draft a defensive player, and I think it is Jalen Carter here. All right. So, Eric, we need you to tie break. Real quick, uh, pro football focus, part of that Tennessee trade – uh, I meant to do this whenever we talk about the trades. They have Tennessee trading picks number 1167, which is a third-round pick, and uh, 72, which is also a third-round pick, and a 2024 third-round pick for the number three overall. So one first uh, – sorry, a first-round swap and then three-thirds. Um, but go ahead, Eric. We need you to break this tie. How do you see this going for Seattle? You could submit another name, and then we'll we'll default to the scheme that I had I had pitched in pre-show. Uh, so I was already thinking about um, submitting another name just based off of 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 need for them, um, and the type of receiver that he is. I really think I could see Jackson Smith and Jogba go there, but uh, I don't think that's actually going to happen. I do think Jalen Carter best available run stopper in the middle you you know you're, it's a huge position and honestly i, I i'm going to go with Jalen carter just because it seems like the smartest move and there's a lot of question marks about anthony richardson i do like your theory about coaching him and grooming him to to be better but i i think you just got to go with the best available at that point to make an immediate impact on a team that uh made the made the playoffs right <laughs> yeah. uh seattle yeah. yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're a contender or anything, but you're you're not on you're on the cusp of 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 being good. You might as well add somebody who can contribute immediately, and I think Jalen Carter would be the move. No, yeah, I, I was just laughing because I didn't remember if they made it or not. Now consider this, right? Bryce Young goes one, somebody goes two, probably C.J. Stroud. Richardson goes three, Will Levis goes four. Anderson. Will Anderson, probably the best player in this draft, if you didn't have needs hungry teams, just fell into your lap at five at Seattle. Yeah, that was the the pro football focus draft that I avoided. 
Yeah. Uh, they had it going like that. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I didn't agree with it. Uh, you know, it felt. Dude, when's the last time we've seen four four straight quarterbacks go? Long time. I, don't, I I would be hard pressed. You said you don't think ever. No. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I was like, I can see it happening for sure. Um, all right, so that takes Jalen Carter off the board, who is going to be my pick for the for the next one. But go ahead, break us down on the next one, Eric. Uh, so with the sixth pick, uh, the Detroit Lions via the uh, Matthew Stafford trade with the Rams, uh, they need a defensive lineman, a tight end, and a cornerback. And they have projected to go with Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. When is Jared Koff's contract expire? Let me see this <laughs> again. See, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So Jared Goff is on the team through, uh, 2024. So he's an unrestricted free agent at the start of 2025. Uh, yeah, I do not see Detroit going that way. I think Detroit was so <laughs> close to making the playoffs. Um, and their defense let them down. Dan Campbell as a defensive-minded head coach coming from as the defensive line coach from New Orleans uh, to become the head coach and completely turned around the Lions in, that, in this season. And, you know, I honestly, I think I agree with this pick here. I, I don't know who I like more if I like Witherspoon or Gonzalez. Um I don't so, know. So let, I, me, so let me sway you, Jermaine. All right. No quarterback, no college cornerback played more man coverage than Devon Witherspoon last year. The Detroit Lions played the third most man coverage rate in the league last season. Yeah. Okay. Then he's, a, he's a, a scheme. He's a scheme fit. It's a perfect match. Uh, you guys have swayed me. Uh, I'll, I'll rock with the Devin Witherspoon. And then we'll, uh, we'll get into pick number seven here. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah, so Raiders seven, uh, defensive line, offensive line, DB, a whole bunch of other shit they need. Um, and projected player for them is Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Right. I, I, I don't I don't think we need to entertain Anthony Richardson here. I think they got Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to try to ride him out for a year. Right, they're going to see what he does. If he gets hurt, then maybe we can enter in the conversation of you know what do they do with the second or third cornerback off the or quarterback off the board next year. I think it's if you know Christian Christian Gonzalez is still on the board. If Devon Witherspoon goes with that six pick, I think that it's it's going to be one one or two here. I think like we said, the Lions pick Witherspoon because he plays in their scheme. Right, I don't think you let Christian Gonzalez go past you at this point as the Raiders. So the Las Vegas Raiders attempted to trade up to number one before Carolina snaked it. Uh, that's potentially why DJ Moore was included. They had the sweet in the pot. Now, since then, they pivoted. As Nick mentioned, they signed Jimmy. I'm always hurt. G. Um, oh man, it's interesting. Uh, I don't think I disagree with this pick here. I I would love for them to go O line, uh, maybe Paris Johnson Jr. or 
I don't know, Darnell Wright, but I don't know. There's a ton of offensive tackles in this. None of them really that great. I'm I'm of the ilk. I'm not drafting a top ten cornerback anymore unless he's the next Darrell Revis. The Detroit Lions just traded Jeffrey Okuda for a fucking basket of fruit. Right. Right? And he was like the number three or number four overall pick. So I'm out on the cornerback business in the top 10. I don't understand why we still flirt with this. It's pretty crazy that we still flirt with quarterbacks in the top 10, but we'll fucking crush running backs who are clearly difference makers on, on football teams. Um, but I'll second the Christian Gonzalez pick. I don't, I don't disagree with this. I would love to see them go O-line, especially when you have Jimmy G. Uh, you know, Jimmy, the wind blew on him, and he fell over G. Uh, but it is what it is. Christian Gonzalez uh, has a lot of tremendous physical traits, and if they have a good cornerback coach who can develop him, he could actually be a, a pretty big tool. And you have to stop Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. You have to stop Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes, and you have to stop. Uh, did they replace Lombardi in L.A. as the OC? I'm not sure, but Lombardi yeah. and, and Herbert. I don't with, know if he got replaced, but with uh, the guy from the Cowboys. Oh my God! They brought in Kellen Moore. Yeah. All right. Booked the Chargers to be last in the Jesus team. Christ. All right. So that's Christian Gonzalez, uh, and we'll get into the eighth pick. Uh, so eighth is Atlanta via their own uh, miserable failures. Uh, first, uh, need edge, wide receiver, and defensive back. Uh, they are projected to go with Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. I think the pick is great. I think the projected pick is right here. I mean, I, we're going chalk, of course. Uh, it's what it seems like here. Um, to be honest, I'm going to introduce a name, uh, and then you guys can can speak to whether or not you think this is going. I am submitting B. John Robinson running back Texas here. You give – what happened? I said interesting. You have B. John Robinson – Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and you give Desmond Ritter a legit tool chest of offensive weapons to see if he's good. If Desmond Ritter sucks butt, you're in the Caleb Williams sweepstake. Yeah. I'm submitting B. John Robinson here. That is my recommended pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but you guys can uh, talk me out of it. Here's your, here's your opportunity. I mean, I love it, right? I I, I, I love the I, the idea. I think we we've had these conversations a lot before of like, why don't GMs experiment more, right? Like it's 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 a it's a definition of your job to say, hey, I know I drafted this kid, but then I gave him the weapons that he needed, and he still failed. So we need to move on and either sign another quarterback or draft the quarterback, like he said in Caleb Williams. Again, I foreshadowed this big before, local boy. You're already going to get an edge rusher in pro football focus. Why not get the guy who is the fastest or who is the heaviest player to have a vertical over 40 inches and the fastest uh, four or sorry, the heaviest player to have a combine lower than four, four in, or a, sorry, a 40 yard dash of four, four or lower in combine history. He's the heaviest dude to ever do it as an edge rusher. What did he run? Like a four four two or something? Or no, lower than four four. So, so four three like nine something. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Dude's a dude's that a boy was moving. Burner. You remember Local the dude? Boy, I 
I, I, I think it's Nolan Smith here. I think he's going to rock it up the board. That's a fantastic uh, pitch here. I love how we both were like, nah, I don't. I so my thing with Tyree Wilson is I don't think he's not going to be good. I don't think he's better than some of these other players still on the board. Right. And yeah. I'm not willing to. You know how many how often we hear about drafting edge rushers with traits, and then we see those edge like Ngakwe has been traded 87 times. Right. Right. Yeah. Chandler Jones, who's a proven sack monster, can only get a one-year deal. I don't know what's happening with some of these ad, these twitchy trait edge rushers, uh, but there's there's something that's off to me from them. So I love the the Nolan Smith pitch. All right, Eric. Uh, I will say this before you submit your pick: the hat on your head can hold no bias. Your desire and your love and admiration. For the man that I have been hyping forever, and the man who's been hyping to himself to your team, you cannot use that as bias. Now, with that being said, let's hear your pick. I was just gonna go chalk because I've seen like eighty-seven mock drafts, and they all have Tyree Wilson going to the Falcons. I don't know if it's because they have inside knowledge, or somebody said something, or they really liked him or something. But like, very rarely do you see a mock draft where he doesn't go to them. But that's why I would say go chalk. If I had to pick between you guys, uh, I mean, I like your idea of, of pairing the, all those young offensive studs, and if they fail, you get hopefully the number one pick and you get Caleb Williams and you could really build something there. Um, I would probably burn my apartment complex down if that happened, but if that's what happens, then it is what it is. But I'm going to pick... I'm gonna pick Tyree Wilson, and then I can we can fish sort it out and figure out which one we're gonna put there. But yeah. All right, so this is our first uh, triple uh, split, and uh, we'll go with uh, we'll do this for the order. We'll do what was the uh, what was the, it was Nick myself and then Eric for the for the for the uh, PCP. Yeah. So yeah. Nick, you get to be the tiebreaker of the three names. I know you submitted one of them, so you can take the one that you want, that you submitted. But of the three names, who do you think is going to be drafted? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go Pro Football Focus, right? They're experts; they study this all the time. I'll go Tyree. I'll go Tyree Wilson. Boo! Boo! All right. So the only so let's see some of the changes that we have compared to uh, Pro Football Focus is just one so far. Yep. We have Will Liv- Will Levis taking Anthony Richardson's place in the fourth overall. That moves us to the ninth, Eric. Go ahead and kick us off. Uh, so this is going to be Chicago's pick via the trade with Carolina. Um, Chicago needs uh, O-line, D-line, and cornerback. Um, and they are projected to go with Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. Uh, I think they should go defense. Personally, uh, so <laughs> I don't. This I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think Nolan Smith goes here. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna defer to you. I'm, I'm gonna defer to uh, what you use to try to justify Bijan Robinson in this scenario. Oh right? man, you already got Bijan. You got Justin Fields. DJ Moore, right? Uh-huh. You, 
He's got David. What David Montgomery's still on the team? Who's a running back? David Montgomery's in Detroit now. Their running back is Khalil Herbert. Oh no! It's it's no. You got you got two players from from Colorado. You got Deontay Foreman as well, right? You got Chase. You got Chase Claypool. You 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 got Cole Komet. You got Robert Tonin Tongin. Sorry, Tong Tong Tonian Tonian Tonian. Right. Why not get them a good? Why not get one of the best? offensive lineman in this draft who can play either right side or left side. And then you can have an excuse whether you can move on from Justin Fields or not. You surround, you got him his weapons. As much as we like to talk shit, Clay, Chase Claypool is not a number one guy. We all know that. All three of us know that. You know what he is? A very, very efficient number three. If Darnell Mooney, Mooney comes back and he's a good number two, which he can be now behind uh, DJ Moore, and DJ Moore, we've seen him do it in Carolina. He's a very, very good number one wide receiver. He is a number one. He is right. Why not get? Why not get Justin Field this this O tackle protection? So let me ask you this: Are you higher on Paris Johnson Jr. or Peter Skaronsky? Paris Johnson. Really? Yeah. I do love. I do love Northwestern. I do love Big Ten linemen. Right. They're they're both Big Ten though. Well, yeah, I mean, but I do love Northwestern linemen. I, th- I think what, what probably gives the edge here is that Justin Fields is also from Ohio State, so he's right. familiar with Paris Johnson Jr. Right. Oh, man, it's just crazy. I, I know Chicago should go O-line, but that defense, they traded everyone from that defense. Every single good player is gone from that defense. Yeah. They're yeah. going to have a bottom 10 defense, but uh, – at least they shirt up their O line, and we'll find out if Justin Fields is it or not. I mean, they almost—they didn't they almost make the playoffs last year? The Bears? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, dude. How many wins did they have? Like five. Number one draft pick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? They were just one piece away from almost making the playoffs. <laughs> All right, so you've submitted Paris Johnson. I have Nolan Smith. Eric, go ahead, tiebreakers. Um. Man, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with Paris Johnson Jr. just because the man was scrambling for his life most of the time. Like, we couldn't really get a good view of, like, what he would look like as a good quarterback who would stand in the pocket and throw. I know he is a great mobile quarterback, but the key to winning games is, is having that – Is the games are won in the trenches. He's the best O-lineman in, the, in, in this draft. That I connection agree. with Ohio State. Or at least the connection with the house state makes sense. I think you go pay Paris Johnson Jr., man. Yeah, that's fair. I just I don't think Paris Johnson Jr. is the best one in this. I what's crazy to me is Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones is the the tackle for Georgia, and he's still not there. So that's pretty crazy to me. Uh, but Paris Johnson Jr. won. We'll go ahead and go to number ten. Um, go ahead and break us down, Eric. Um, so did this happen today or something? Because I never got an update. Did we trade back? No, this is this is a this is a pro football focus. This is a mock draft, Eric. I, I understand that, but all these other trades have made these all these other trades have happened, right? N- no. Tennessee at three didn't happen. Uh, Tennessee at three did not happen. All right. Well, uh originally it's supposed to be Philly. Uh apparently Tampa Bay is gonna trade up. Uh Tampa needs a QB, an offensive lineman, and a defensive back. Um 
the trade belonged to the Eagles because of their trade with the Saints. Uh, apparently, we would move back to 19 with the switch with Tampa. Yeah, and... the, tra- the trade is the Buccaneers trade pick 19 and Devin White for pick 10 from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and then the projected player for the Bucks would be Will, uh, is Will Levis. He's already off the board, so we have to go with somebody else on so, this one. So, so here's some good things to back this trade, right? A lot of mock drafts I'm seeing are having the Eagles take Jalen Carter here, right? They, they, Howie Roseman loves his interior lineman, right? He loves his Georgia interior lineman. If Jalen Carter's off the board, I don't really know who Philly, who like, who would best fit with Philly here, which is why I kind of agree with Philly trading back. You know, you, you already got, you, you know, you, you trade back to 19, you, you already got a pick at 30. Like, I think anybody that you're trying to get right here would be a reach, right? Unless, again, his name is still on the board, Nolan Smith, right? The, <laughs> the only person I could see the Eagles taking here is Nolan Smith. He's, But you can get him at 19, I think. Because a lot of the – if you go down the list of needs, there's no team that really needs Nolan Smith. Yeah, so this trade has them acquiring, uh, you know – much maligned Devin White, who wants out. Uh, Devin White, in his career, has 483 combined tackles, 315 solo. He has 20 and a half sacks. He was all pro second team in 2020. He was a pro bowler in 2021 and uh, had, a, had more of a down year last year, but still had an added value of 10. Uh, getting Devin White as well as the 19th pick <laughs> is substantially better than whatever you can get here at number 10. Um, with that being said, I I think if Tampa Bay is training up here, which we're going based on the mock draft that we pulled up, we're going to take Anthony Richardson here. Yeah. Now, Eric, we've settled on Anthony Richardson. We have two two of the three. What do you want Philadelphia to do here? Trade, Maybe. No, yes, if so, with who? And do you like the Devin White trade? If not, who would you just take at number 10? Um, I, I wouldn't mind getting Devin White. I know he had a down season, but he's he was a stud for a while, and I think uh, being in that locker room, that, that, that would bring him up. And then Howie fleecing somebody to get another first-round pick and still have two first-round picks would be excellent. Um, and you get a Pro Bowl linebacker, which is an area of need. Even though we do have Dean, who we drafted from Georgia last year, who I'm hoping to see get on the field. Uh, he tore his pectoral, so he couldn't really play much last year. But um, that would be cool. Um, personally, me, um, with all extreme bias, I want <laughs> them to take Bijan Robinson. Um, you have him for five years. Uh, you pair him in that crazy offense. Our defense is, is solid. You know, there's some weaknesses on defense. Uh, but realistically, the Eagles are an analytical, an analytical team. Howie Roseman doesn't – Howie Roseman makes big moves – and he makes stupid uh, draft picks at wide receiver, but he doesn't really take crazy gambles like that. So I actually think, um, given that Jalen Carter probably will be gone, I actually agree with Nick. If we don't trade back, it's going to be Nolan Smith. Okay. So bias pick, Bijan Robertson, uh, level-headed, typical Philly pick, Nolan Smith. Uh, but we have Tampa Bay selecting at the 10th and taking Anthony Richardson overall. Those are the top four quarterbacks off the board already. And now we'll move into pick 11. Let's go ahead and move quicker through these. I'm going to take over from here, Eric. 
So uh, for pick 11, originally Tennessee, they traded up with Arizona. Arizona's now on the clock, and uh, Pro Football Focus has them taking Bijan Robinson running back out of Texas, although they need D-line, O-line, and defensive back. Those are the top three needs. Um, for this, I do not see Arizona taking Bijan Robinson, especially with Kyler Murray out. I definitely think that Arizona is going to take a more pragmatic approach I think they go offensive linemen here. And because I think they go offensive linemen here, I would like to submit Broderick Jones, but I don't know if people are as high on him as I am. I think Duke was the offensive tackle for two championship teams. So I'll submit Peter Skaronsky here, O-lineman out of Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's that's a, that's a good pick since he's not off the board and, and you know, you, you kind of want to give – a guy like that, a good offensive lineman a, a year, you know, so that he can figure stuff out and, and bring him back when Kyler is there. Again, the thing we were talking about, we think we've been talking about this whole draft, you can then move on from Kyler, right? He's not your guy as the head coach, right? That's That was Cliff's guy. That's the guy he picked. If you get him a good offensive lineman and he stinks still, you can kind of be like, okay, well, you know, we've got him all the weapons in place. I still think this is like this is a this is a D lineman situation. I think I'm I'm just gonna keep campaigning for this every <laughs> Nolan, I think Nolan Smith from Georgia. I think this is you know, Arizona loves their defense. They're gonna pick defense first. I I, I think O line is the smart pick. I think Arizona doesn't make very smart picks. I think this is I think this is a, a Nolan Smith pick here, and he'll be an impact player, but he's not really gonna move the needle for Arizona, for Arizona season. Okay. Uh, Eric, uh, we have Peter Skronsky and Nolan Smith submitted. Do you agree with either of those? If not, who do you submit? Uh, uh, what are their needs? Arizona? Oh, D-line, O-line, DB. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I guess I would go best available. And for some reason, uh, Skronsky's just – Ranked higher, even though Nolan Smith is an animal. So I would say Peter Skaronsky based off best best available when those are your two biggest needs. Okay, so we're taking Peter Skaronsky here out of uh, Northwestern. Uh, next pick, we have the 12th overall. Belong to Cleveland is actually Houston's pick. Houston needs quarterback, wide receiver, and edge. All four quarterbacks are off the board. Uh, edge is available, Nick. And this... I mean, you already took Will Anderson Jr. with the first pick. Uh, I don't think you're taking another pick. In fact, oh, I, I would say there is between GM Nick Casemiro, there's a connection to wide receivers that are very, very small and shit or shifty wide receivers. I think this is where Jackson Smith and Jobu goes. In Jigba. In Jigba. In Jobu. Jesus. <laughs> in Jigba. I think this is where he goes to Houston. Right. All right. I, I agree. I second that. Eric, you disagree or agree? That's all good. We'll go with Jackson Smith. Uh, okay. Ne next pick, we have uh, number 13. Used to be New York Jets, part of the Aaron Rodgers trade. They swapped first-round picks this year. Green Bay moves two spots up. Jets move two spots back. Green Bay is now on the clock. Top needs tight end, safety, wide receiver. It's ironic that their top needs are offensive weapons, and this is probably the year that they take a first-round pass catcher. 
and this is what Aaron Rodgers has been asking for. I think I'm going chalk here. I think I'm going Michael Meyer tight end. Michael Mayer tight end. Michael Mayer. Green Bay has a tendency to fuck this shit up. They love love blowing a pick. And let me give you a name that they're going to blow it with. Say Quentin Johnson. Lucas Van Ness. Oh, the Iowa D-line? Ed's rusher out of Iowa. Oh, no. Green Bay had the fifth least sacks last year. I, again, let me submit it, dude. If if uh, um, Nolan Smith is still on the board right here, he's my new hot. He's my hot leg right now. Yeah, this is your guy, bro. This is who you're going to be campaigning for. Everybody is going after him, right? Man, I, I, I don't know. I but Between those two edge rushers, right, you also got Miles Murphy in there. They're, 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 taking, a, they're taking a defender here. Okay. Nolan Smith by Nick. Eric, break the tie break, please. Uh, they don't draft wide receivers. Um, they never do. So I'll just just based off of that fact, I'll agree with <laughs> Nolan Smith. Oh, dude, I wanted them to poetically draft an offensive weapon because that would have been hysterical. Very next pick, we have pick fourteen, New England offensive tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, top three needs uh, projected in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, we had him come off the board already for the Houston Texans. Uh, so that has New England on the board. Nick, who do you have them taking? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to take an offensive tackle, right? The Mac Jones try to try to surround him with something. Now that now that JSN is off the board, I, I think it's going to be Darnell Wright or Broderick Jones. You can you can convince me either way if they think if you think they're going to they're going to draft an offensive tackle. Uh, I think it would probably be Darnell Wright here. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if it's Darnell Jones, Darnell, or sorry, Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones, 450 pass block snaps, no sacks allowed. That's also by pro football focus. Um, in 507 pass block snaps for Darnell Wright at Tennessee, no sacks and only two QB hits. I, I, I don't, I, you flip a coin here. You're getting a great offensive lineman. I think that's who New England's taking. All right. Uh, since you submitted Darnell Wright, I'll, I'll, I'll echo your sentiment and take Darnell Wright. Even though I think Broderick Jones is the best offensive lineman in the draft. Oh, all right. So we have Darnell Wright. The very next pick, Green Bay and New York Jets swap. So Jets are on the board. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and safety. Um, I'll submit Broderick Jones here, which is fucking tremendous value. I think. Can you can you keep can you keep Makai like 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 here's here's a if if I'm Broderick Jones and I'm going into this. Playing for Aaron Rodgers, right? Either you have a chance to shore up an offensive line that has Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Meek and Mikai Benton. You're, you're making it the you're Becton, sorry. You're making it the best offensive line in football. If Mikai Becton can't stay healthy, you're the starting left tackle now. For sure. What a great scenario. I'm going Project Jones as well. Man. New York and Jets now, would love for this to happen, bro. And in typical Commanders fashion, they're missing out on two. Just on it, they fell all the way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nolan Smith, Darnell Wright, Project Jones fell within three picks of them, and they missed out on every single one of them. That's so funny. Uh, so that brings Washington at pick sixteen. They need a quarterback. Uh, uh, Sam Howell has something to say about that. They need an offensive lineman and a corner cornerback. Uh, what do you have them taking here? I think this is the most fascinating 
It's so fat. This is based on the way our board has fallen. I'm going to submit Joey Porter Jr. I was I was going to say based on the way our board's fallen, I'll submit Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like just a Commanders pick to pick Bijan Robinson? <laughs> Bro, oh man, that's so funny. All right, break the tie break for us, Eric. Um, man, I thought. I thought they were going to go with Jordan Addison, but uh, I'll go Joy Porter on this one. Well, you can submit Jordan Addison. Uh, yeah, I think they want to pair somebody with Homeboy. Um, and I think he's better than any of the other red receivers. This Quentin Johnson kid, never draft from TCU. Just don't do it. Uh, all their wide receivers suck. So I would say Jordan Addison. But um, Sam Howell. All right, so we have a wide receiver. We have a cornerback, and we have – who did you submit it, uh, Nick? Bijan. Bijan. Oh, That's my goodness. Bijan yeah. fell. That's right. Um, This is a Washington pick. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Eric. They're not taking a need here. They're going to take uh, Jordan Addison. <laughs> Despite it not being a need. Pick 17. Pittsburgh is on the clock. Offensive tackle, cornerback, edge. The run on offensive tackles has hit. Uh, there are a bevy of edge rushers still available. There is also a cornerback still available. Uh, who do you got them taking, Nick? Yeah, dude, if Joey Porter Jr. is on the table, you're taking Joey Porter Jr. As you used to be a coach for them. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Yeah. I think I'm going to second Joey Porter Jr. used to be Jr. a linebacker for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're taking, coach, you're yeah. taking Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, nepotism at its finest. Yeah. Very next pick, we have Detroit at 18, D-line, uh, tight end cornerback. Who did we have Detroit taking at the very beginning? They, they had Devon, Devon Warner's Witherspoon. Witherspoon, yep. Oh, this is a perfect opportunity to snag up an edge. Uh, Nolan Smith is off the board. Miles Murphy from Clemson. I think this is a, a Luke Van Ness pick. Okay. Could I could I entertain you? Uh, could I entertain you with a? Michael Meyer here, the tight end since yeah. they since they just traded uh, old buddy. Yep, <laughs> I I won't take the bait. I think they learned their lesson about first round tight ends, and I don't think they want anything to do with that. Now I could be completely fucking wrong, <laughs> so you can submit who you want, but I, I won't take the bait. What about Hayden Hooker, quarterback from Tennessee? Uh no, way too <laughs> early. I think that's. Yeah, I would I would crucify them if they took that pick. What about Miles Murphy, edge rusher from Clemson? I think that's a fantastic choice. It's, to me, it's between him and Luke Van Ness. Luke Van Ness just kind of feels like a Detroit Dan Campbell kind of guy. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of why I went Luke Van Ness. You could sway me the other way, though, for yeah. sure. And yeah, I, I'll, I, I, I'll agree with the Luke Van Ness pick. Okay. Uh, so we got Luke Van Ness slot in there. Eric, do you have any disagreements? Uh, no, makes sense. Uh, their coach loves defense, so makes sense. Well, so that's what kept him out of the, the fucking playoffs. So I think I think they're hell bent on getting that fixed. Uh, very next pick. This is the Tampa. Oh, Eric, uh -huh. who's still on the board, Eric? I still don't think we draft him. <laughs> Even though you got Devin White already? No, I think we go Brian Branch out of Alabama because we lost JJ We lost basically Marcus Epps, CJ CGJC. We lost our entire secondary. I know we brought that guy in from the Steelers, but nothing good comes out of Pittsburgh. And then um, 
it just makes sense to get a young stud from Bama. So I, I actually think we go Brian Branch safety. If, if, if we do that trade with Tampa and we fall back, um, yeah, I think we go Brian Branch. As much as I would love to say that Bijan's going to be an Eagle, I don't think it happens. Listen, I'm, I'm here for it. I think, I mean, I, I loved, I loved, we talked pre-show Bijan Robinson has the player profile of, of Brian Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I think if he's, if he's here, you got to get him now. I, I, I think what's happening with the NFL and with these, we've seen these guys get paid out and it doesn't work out. I think GMs are starting to pull back on it. Howie Roseman isn't that dude who's going to who's gonna take that leap. Yes, you should pair him with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Slim Reaper. Like you, that, that offense becomes immediately Kansas City Chiefs level with that guy the, at running back. The, the only thing that I would see against picking that is you have Rashad Penny, who you just signed. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott are still there. Yeah. Right, you're not going to bring in a rookie just for him to not play behind your three-headed monster. I, I, I think, I think Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are cool, but they're expendable. And Rashad Penny would be a great two-back. Um, the thing about Philly and what we do with the running back position is he's perfect. He literally averages like four catches, five catches a game at sixteen and a half yards a catch in college. He's a dual-threat running back. Um, everything would point to if to if Philly falls to nine, if Philly trades back to nineteen and he falls to them, everything would point to that. But I think Howie Roseman, with who he is and looking at the board and what we need, um, if we do bring in Devin White, because line, middle linebacker is one of the biggest needs. If we do do that trade with Tampa, we bring in middle uh, Devin White. I do think Brian Branch would be his next pick to shore up that defense because we trust our offense and we've been a running back by committee team since the history of running backs. So, <laughs> oh man. I just – it's crazy, man. It's crazy that he could be available right here. You've secured Devin White, who adds a piece to your defense, and you still have another first-round pick uh-huh. to not roll the dice on a B. John Robinson, Jalen Hurts backfield. Bro, I will be doing backflips in the front of our complex if that happens. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go Good secure it. I'm gonna have to go secure naked Eric. <laughs> like, get inside the house. You put your dick away. <laughs> so you're away, Jermaine. But I said the, the the one thing that's gonna prevent this from happening is you, is you just signed Rashad Penny, right? You have Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott there. I don't think they're I don't think they're taking a flyer on Bijan. Oh my god, dude! I I don't know, man. I. The talent is undeniable. You're playing with house money with a Devin White. That that is the I'm I'm purely basing it off of Devin White. Who did you submit, Nick? Uh, I yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Eric. Yeah. Okay. Brian. So, so all right. So then we've we've said settled on Brian Branch. Then we'll we'll keep it moving. Um, man, I thought B, Bijan at ten, the Philly made sense. Bijan at nineteen with Devin White in tow. <laughs> Makes amazing sense. Also, there are still safeties available after after Brian Branch, and there's no guarantee that Brian Branch goes before their 29th pick. You know, um, I think it's very very fascinating. I'm trying to remember who the safety is that's getting a lot of buzz. I think it might be the Iowa safety who, who is uh, just shooting up draft boards now. This this is just throwing off like. 
that's this mock draft and having them put a fictional trade in there is just really throwing it off because obviously at 19, I think there's a high possibility they take Bijan at that point, especially if you get Devin White. But I, I don't know. It just it's it just it aligns too well for it to happen <laughs> in real life. Like it's either going to be at 10 or he's going to fall to 30 or he will not be an eagle. <laughs> Uh, so Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, is the name I was looking for for Iowa. That's not who I would take. I would simply be John Robinson. I'm perfectly fine with Brian Branch. Let's move on to the next pick so we can wrap up this episode. Uh, Seattle's very next. Uh, they're the very next pick. They have edge O-line wide receiver. We had Seattle taking Jalen Carter, defensive tackle. Now, with Brian Branch off the board, yeah, Seattle's – and I think Jordan Addison off the board too already. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so some of the some of the top available based on this this draft, right? We have Bijan Robinson, Michael May, Bijan Robinson running back, Michael Mayer tight end, Quint Johnson wide receiver, Miles Murphy edge, Deontay Banks cornerback, Brian Brees defensive tackle, Dalton Kincaid tight end, and vice versa. You can see from there. I I don't know, man. Edge O line wide receiver. There's no O line. Uh, I don't know. And you know what? This is Seattle has a tendency to fuck up their first round picks. Where if they could hit their first round picks, they'd be a lot better. Uh, I submit Jordan Brooks. I submit. Oh man, I used to have a running list of just Seattle misses, but <laughs> there's been a few corners that they missed on. So I'll submit Miles Murphy here. Edge. Um, Actually, sorry, that's not who I wanted. Uh, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, to piggyback on Eric's don't draft TCU wide receivers. Seattle misses regularly. I believe that Eric has this bias because Jalen Rager was a (laughs) TCU wide receiver. Name one good wide receiver to come out of TCU. (laughs) I dare you. LaDainian Tomlinson. Wide receiver, dog. Not a running back who was great at wide receiver. LaDainian Tomlinson. No, he was a running back. LT. Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you here. The, the the dark horse pick that I would say for this, I think they're picking a wide receiver. The dark horse pick that I would say here is either either Zach Flowers uh, out of Boston College or, you know, Michael Mayer is still on the board, right? He's he's not somebody that, that I would see like – that seems like something juicy for Seattle. Especially Geno Smith. Geno Smith likes tight ends. Right. Yeah. So, no, but I, but you know, I I think it's the best pick and, and somebody that's been selected more. So I'll, I'll I'll agree with Quentin Johnson. Yeah, that Zay Flowers option is fantastic. I have uh, Zay Flowers actually slotting in somewhere else on this draft board. Um, but yeah, Quentin Johnson seems like a good pick, especially with with Eric's previous comic and me just knowing Seattle blows their first round picks. It right. just cracks me up. So. Uh, very next pick, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, wide receiver D-line, running back. They were projected Joey Porter Jr. Wow, wide receiver D-line, running back. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, uh, who do you got them taking, Eric? Um, Man, I'm going to be honest with you. With everything that's going on with, with – uh, what's his name? The running back, Austin uh, – Austin Eckler? Eckler. Um, if he's there, this is where I see Bijan going, man. Ooh, Bijan Robinson with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Nick, what do you got going? Yeah, I, I, I mean, how many years are they going to give Austin Eckler? I mean, I, I'll just, just for argument's sake, I'll, I'm going to say Zay Flowers going here. Okay. 
because they do need a wide receiver. Right? Keenan Allen's on the way out. Yep. Yep. Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, is he the guy, right? If if he is, probably not. But their third wide receiver right now is is uh, listed as Joshua Palmer. So if you can tell me who that is, I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> I do know who Josh Palmer is, but purely because of fantasy. he uh, It's a guy that everyone wants to make happen, but he has not made himself happen. Um, I think I'll break the tie break here and go B. John Robinson. I, I think B. John Robinson is a top five talent. And to get him 21st overall is just fucking outlandish. Uh, very next pick, we have Baltimore. Cornerback O-line edge is what they need. Some of the top players available, Michael Mayer, tight end, Miles Murphy, edge, and Deontay Banks, cornerback. Uh, and that kind of lines up with exactly what they need, minus the O-line help. <sighs> Man, this is a fascinating pick, dude. I think there's, I think there's a, lot of, a, a lot of ways for them to go uh, with this. I... I, you, you can either go Miles Murphy or you can go Deontay Banks. I don't think they're going uh, offense here. I could be wrong, right? With the signing of El Odell and, and trying to bring uh, Big Trust back, uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go number one need. I'll go them them bringing in Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. I actually think the opposite. To make Lamar happy, I think they go wide receiver. So okay. I'm I'm submitting Zay Flowers and we'll need Eric to tie break us. Man, I was thinking Miles Murphy, dude. Just, <laughs> so we actually just, we... just because of you know that team they're built on defense. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You both picked defense. So we have three split. Nick, you broke the previous split, correct? Yeah. Uh and then I was middle. Have I broken a split yet? No. No? All right, uh, I'm going to go best available here. Um, actually, you know what? Oh, man, you both of your picks are so good. Yeah, man, I, th- I, think, I think they go Miles Murphy. They had issues rushing the quarterback. That's why they made the trade for um, – who did they bring in in the midway point? Was it in Gakwe? Or do I just assume he's been? It was he just. I just assume it's always him because he's always traded. Roquan Smith. Oh, Roquan Smith, outside linebacker. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Miles Murphy here. Best available, Clemson kid. I was originally gonna submit Brian Brian Brise to replace Calais Campbell, um, but I'll go. I'll go outside uh, with Eric's pick here on Miles Murphy, and then we will. Actually, I think Eric was the tiebreaker on that one because I tie broke Jordan Addison. Doesn't Maybe. matter. Doesn't matter. We're going to keep it pushing. Uh, Miles Murphy just went off the board. Very next pick, we'll have Minnesota take. Uh, they need our cornerback, offensive lineman. Sorry, cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. <laughs> uh, they are projected Deontay Banks, who's still available. Uh, who do you got them taking, Eric? Uh, I actually go chalk on this one. They've they've their secondary is banged up. They got a guy. They brought in a quarter, uh, defensive coordinator to shore up that defense, and I think he's going to bring in uh, Deontay Banks to try to strengthen that secondary. I agree. I I think cornerback is their biggest need, uh, which as noted here. So I'll second your Deontay Banks pick. Yeah, no arguments. All right, so Minnesota, Deontay Banks, that was easy. Jacksonville, uh, playoff team Jacksonville needs O-line, cornerback, edge. Um, Unfortunately for them, Deontay Banks just went off the board. So, uh, Nick, who do you have them taking? 
Uh, a couple of names, right? Uh, Dewan Jones, right? The tackle out of Ohio State to shore up that line. Antoine Henderson, the tackle out of Oklahoma, who's who's kind of been a name that is um, really pointing at Kansas City for that last pick. And then, you know, you're looking at Osiris Terrace right there, the guard from Florida. I love drafting local guys. So uh, I'll go that they they – He's a guard, though. Ooh. Yeah, but this is just – I think they just need O-line. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, they just they just do need O-line. Uh, I will go Osiris Ter- or Torrance here. Uh, the, the person you were uh, talking about was Ant- Anton, ha- Anton ha- Harris Anton. from Oklahoma. Anton. Fuck Oklahoma. He's not a first-round pick just by the school he chose. Um, Eric, what do you think? I think Doug Peterson likes to run two tight end sets, and if Michael Mayer's still there, they're going Michael Mayer. Ooh. Ooh, best available. Yo, that is pretty fascinating. Doug Peterson loves him some two tight end sets. Evan Ingram, eight in in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence seems to really enjoy throwing to the tight end. That's a fascinating pick. Um I don't I honestly don't know if I think Michael Mayer is the better tight end between him and Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I think Kincaid's the best one too, but for some reason, everybody has Michael Mayer way up on the board. I think it's because he's a Notre Dame cat. Because he's a Notre Dame tight end. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to bypass I'm gonna bypass that. And I actually agree with the Os- Osiris Torrance here. Uh, sure up that middle of the line for Trevor Lawrence, who when he was protected, played very, very well for them. So let's make sure we continue the growth of our quarterback and he should be able to make another tight end viable uh, from that route. But I love Eric's thought process there, especially if Michael Mayer falls. I don't love first round tight ends, but I do love first round tight ends pick like 26 and below, uh, which just so happens to not be where Jacksonville's at. (laughs) So uh, very next pick, we have the New York Giants who need a wide receiver, offensive lineman and cornerback. Um, and we'll go to you, Nick. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the good players they want are off the board. I, I'm going with Brian Brise, Brise here from the D lineman from Clemson. Okay, so you're not taking a need. That's perfectly fine. We see it happen all the time. Brian Brise is a good pick. Who do you got, Eric? I actually think they go with Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. Yo, I was going to say between him and Keely Ringo. Uh, those are the two two motherfuckers that I was thinking as well. So I'll just echo your sentiment and take Cam Smith. A very ne- sorry, very next pick, Dallas, uh, tight end, linebacker, running back. I'll go first here. This is where the first tight end comes off the board, and Dallas is going to do what Dallas does and not take the best tight end. They're going to take the Notre Dame tight end because he went to Notre Dame. They will take Michael Mayer. Oh wow. They've been in love with this Kincaid kid since last year, bro. Yeah, but they also didn't project Michael Mayer falling into them. Huh? Oh, wait, why did I write that in? We <laughs> yeah, you just made uh, it go. I think uh, it's because you wanted them to. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he just wants him to fuck it up. He, he right. hates him so much. <laughs> right. Very next pick, we have Buffalo. Wide receiver, linebacker, right tackle. Uh, this is wide receiver all day long. I know they lost a linebacker and a very good linebacker in that. I think linebacker is one of the more easily replaceable, especially if you're not asking him to be 
Khalil Mack or Roquan Smith. You're just asking him to fill holes and some complete tackles, right? So I think that they want DeAndre Hopkins, but the Cardinals are not going to acquiesce and pay some of his some of his fucking fee, and they are going to draft um, Zay Flowers, wide receiver. What school did he go to? Why can't I remember? Boston College. Boston. Oh, yeah, Boston, Boston College. College. Sorry. I was going to say Wake Forest. <laughs> same, same. Uh, I, I mentioned a name up here. I think he just feels like a, a uh, Buffalo Bills pick, DeWan Jones, uh, the offensive lineman. Oh, I – I don't know why. I did. This just feels like Buffalo. If, if they need, they need to grab a an offensive tackle. I think Ohio State. Their Buffalo is going to be high on him. I think that's that's the pick they're going to choose. Eric. Um, I was going to pick a receiver, and I'll just stick with Zay Flowers. Who are you thinking other than? Uh, that kid out of North Carolina, but I can't remember his goddamn name. Josh so. Downs. Josh Downs. There we go. But I'll just go with Zay Flowers because he's. I think he's better. Well, he's a bum because he went to North Carolina. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very next pick. We have the Cincinnati uh, Joe Burrows on the clock. Tight end, defensive back, running back. Um, Bijan is off the board, so I do not see running back being taken here. The Joe Mixon situation in Cincinnati is fascinating, though. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and hit this first. I'm going to se- select Dalton Kincaid here. Yeah, agreed. Agree. All right, next pick we have the uh, 29th overall. Denver traded to uh, New Orleans uh, in the Sean Payton deal. Uh, New Orleans has the need of edge, wide receiver, and defensive lineman. Um, I whew, New Orleans needs way more than that. <laughs> New Orleans needs floor, Jesus. Floor is yours. Um. So, look, I think New Orleans should trade back. I think we need all the best talent that we can get right now. And I think uh, trading back with, say, the Las Vegas Raiders at 38 and maybe picking up, you know, two third-round picks and uh, and another another second or something like that would be in the best interest of New Orleans. But we do not trade back. We trade up. And in this mock draft, we're not doing that. So I think we're out of the Michael Thomas business. And I think we go another wide receiver. I think as much as we need edge help, I think we take Josh Downs wide receiver out of North Carolina. Okay. What do you guys think? Ed, do you guys think any of these defensive players are the, who New Orleans takes? So mock draft had uh... – New Orleans taking uh, the defensive lineman out of Northwestern. That I'm going to crush his name here. Uh, a D. Tamawa. Uh, a oh, D. Please, please don't pick that. I can't spell that, dude. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to pick that. But they, uh-huh. they, they have a pick in him. I, I, I'm going to acquiesce to Jermaine here, though, because he knows he knows his team. He knows what they need. Uh, no, so I, I actually went with what they don't need, but uh, I do think that D line is the obvious pick. This is how you spell that name, Eric. Um, I think they should take D lineman, but I, I don't know if they're out of the Michael Thomas business. So I went with wide receiver. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts, Eric? Break the tie, please. Um, 
I don't think they're going to give up on Michael Thomas just quite yet, but okay, yeah. But I don't want to spell that other dude's name, so <laughs> I cop. I, it's right there. You can copy and paste. Oh, let's go. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me, I couldn't spell that either, big fella. I got you though. <laughs> uh, yeah. D lineman out of Northwestern. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, he's a good pick. He's going to be one of the, I thought he was going to be one of the first day two players off the board, but usually when you're at this area, they all are so close. It's all about how boards shake out. I like, I like the insinuation here by Nick. So we'll take Adito, Adito, and we'll go to Philadelphia with pick 30, safety linebacker O-line. They traded for Devin White in this draft. They took Brian Branch at safety, and they did not take B. John Robinson. Uh, so the only need left is O-line, so they can really do whatever they want here. I think this is the pick that they, re they replace uh, Fletcher Cox with. I know they have Fletcher Cox, Cox replacement in um, – God, Jordan Davis, who did a good job. Um, and hopefully, teased, hopefully he – yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. They lost Javon Hargrave. So yeah. I think Jordan Harris – did I just mess his name up? What was his name? The D-tackle? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is going to play next to Fletcher Cox in uh, Philadelphia and that this kid will replace Javon Hargraves, which Jordan Davis is really doing. So – I'm actually going to take Brian Brisset from uh, Clemson. Okay. I think I think if he's if he's still on the board right here, that's that's a great pick uh, to replace Fletcher Cox in the middle. Um, I'll, I'll side with it too. Best player available. So, well, what are the Eagles? Actually, this is your team, Eric. So we we would like some yeah some input, please. Uh, well, I mean, if this plays out the way it said, um, you know, with the trade and everything, uh, Howie Roseman is addicted to drafting defensive tackles. I could easily see Brian Brisset being there. Um, mm -hmm. Also, we just we have uh, Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett leaving, or not leaving, but well, Brandon Graham's going to retire next year. Derek Barnett's going to be a free agent. I could see them going Will McDonald Edge, uh, but I will introduce uh, kind of a, a shock here. Um, I think they go Jameer Gibbs running back. They're going to take a running back first round, Eric. I think they would go if if they, if they go if they get their safety and they get their middle linebacker. I can see them going up to get Jameer Gibbs there or trading out of there to get uh, more draft capital because that's what Howie Roseman does. But oh. I'm okay with the Brian Brusade pick because I can almost I can go back maybe 15 years and tell you we've had at least two or three defensive tackles drafted in every draft. We, we we just stockpile. That's so funny. That's so funny that you I you're I almost feel like you don't want to get your hopes up, so that's why you <laughs> that's why you avoided the Bijan pick. Nah man, but, don't, everybody's sleeping on this Jameer Gibbs kid, man. These Bama kids do great in the league. They're, they they you give him an old line like the Eagles old line, he could easily be a good running back in this league. I don't at a Bama much bigger discount. Good, though. Oh really? Damn. <laughs> okay. Who name the Bama running backs or that are that good besides Derrick Henry? Josh Jacobs. He's all right. He had his all best right. year last year in a contract year. Who's next? Right. Uh, I Richardson. mean, it's all it's all subjective, dude. But I think they have good running backs in the league. Trent Richardson. You only named one. I'm asking you to name some other ones. Uh, 
that year they had all three of those guys. Hold on, I can't think of their names right now. Give me one second. I'm spacing Trent out. No, I mean Trent Richardson was a fucking bust. I understand why you're saying that, but um, they had uh at the same time they had uh the guy from New Orleans who's uh Alvin Kamara. Mark oh, Ingram. He went, to, he went to Tennessee. Mark Ingram was really good. Eddie uh, Lacy. Uh, didn't Kamara played there, but he transferred to Tennessee, and that's where he actually played, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, let me just look it up real quick. Let's go on to the next pick, and I'll look it up. Uh, Sean yeah, Alexander. I was trying uh, ranking all act all six active running backs from. So, and Drake. Oh, this is from two twenty twenty one. Oh, TJ Yedlin, <laughs> or TJ Yeldon. <sighs> Yeah, this is what I'm saying, dude. It, like, I don't really think they – I think we have this con- misconception that we think they're that good. But they're not actually as good as we think they are. I think Derrick Henry is so good <laughs> that, that we really – and Josh Jacobs had a career year last year, but he was a trade target and a cut candidate. <laughs> Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Najee Harris. Um, no, we're going to skip Trent Richardson. Eddie Lacy was serviceable. TJ Yeldon was whatever. Um, Damian Harris is killing it wherever he's at now. Or <laughs> you don't even know what he New England. Like. He was at New England, dude. And then he got traded somewhere, I think. <laughs> he's in He's in uh, Buffalo. He's in Buffalo. And then Josh Jacobs <laughs> oh, and uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Come on, man. Like, I know they're not fucking the number one running back in the league, but they're, they have they produce solid running backs who can come up to, the, to that level and produce for you. Uh, I'm all I'm saying is I don't think they're as good as people hype them up to be. That's all, all right, I was saying. Yeah, let's get back. Last to the pick, pick Kansas City wide receiver, edge, offensive tackle. I think uh, they've been high, I think they've been high on this kid, Anton, uh, from Oklahoma. Pretty much like every draft I've seen, every mock draft I've seen, they're picking an O tackle here, which is just a Kansas City thing to do. So I'll go with him. Yeah, this is I actually had them taking a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Uh so Zay Flowers was the pick that but I didn't think I didn't realize how many wide receiver needy teams were in the back end. Um I'll submit Josh Downs, but I think uh I think your suggestion's probably more correct. What what was his name? Anton Harrison. Anton. A N T O N and then Harrison. You know how to spell Harrison, right? H A double R I S O N. All right. All right. So that wraps up our uh, mock draft for this. Uh, we went off the trades based off. Uh, dude, honestly, if, if Philadelphia gets Devin White. <sighs> look, Devin White had, he had like 124 combined tackles last year. <laughs> He's going to slot in on the Philly defense, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, if they trade for Devin White, they win the draft again, bro. That's back-to-back yep. years where they trade for proven prospects. Um, oh, actually, they didn't take him. So uh, I love to see that at the back end. We we had some changes uh, as far as like people falling into the second round. That happens quite often from mock draft projections. Uh, thank you for listening. Do you guys have anything else for him? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Clone Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. Remember, guys, you know she's the one when you start wearing protection with other girls. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>